0: Hey everyone, we are back at it today in episode 34, Game Theory Explained. Game theory is actually a concept that Devin and I have been researching for a couple of months. This is something we've grown to be really passionate about and just an episode that we've been really wanting to do for a long time. So I feel like this is a good episode and I hope you enjoyed this segment. So let's
1: get into it. Okay, so Game Theory is basically just uh just like the study of how and why people make decisions i guess is how you can loosely explain it uh and you know it's it have we see it every day it happens with everyone around us within companies different situations whatever but people don't realize that like the common situations that we see every day they all have like strategies behind them that we can use from game theory and so you know i thought it was pretty interesting there's like a whole science behind this I didn't even know that there was a science behind this until I actually did the research for this episode and was like, wow, there's more to this than like there's more to the common decision making than I actually thought. And so we just wanted to share this with you today. We thought this was pretty cool. Yeah, I was actually
0: thinking about this a couple of days ago, I think, because I recently just started watching the show called Money Heist. And what I've seen in like a lot of these crime shows or just shows in general that take place in a prison, there's sometimes that scenario where the criminal is offered a reduced sentence if they were to just snitch or just rat out other inmates for bad behavior. So like, let's say, for example, you know, someone could get five years reduced off their sentence if uh, if they re- reported someone for bad behavior. And let's say the deal was also offered to that other criminal that you just reported. And let's say you both snitch on each other, then you might get eight years each. And if one of you were to snitch on the other, you might get two years and the other criminal would get double the regular amount, which would be 16. And let's say if both of you didn't say anything, then you both might get the same reduced sentence. So you have to think about it in a way where you're, you're asking yourself, what decision will you make? Because it's either a win-win situation, a win-loss situation, or a loss-loss scenario. So you got to think about it like that. And that is just what game theory is. I'm pretty sure a lot of you just don't know the name, but this is something you've probably seen in just when you're watching a movie or just some TV show in general.
1: Yeah, I feel like especially like that prison situation is so common that they actually have a name for it within game theory called The Prisoner's Dilemma. And, you know, I feel like I don't know based off of what i've seen like in tv and movies and everything like that it kind of works out better if you just choose like not to rat the other person out but then see whatever tactics the interrogator is using you might want to make you say certain things and you know they're going to kind of influence you to say to say certain things and confess whatever and you're going to have to be like well should i really say this is it really worth it and then on the other side that same thing's happening to whatever other convict that's involved with within that too and then you know they have to deal with the same thing should i rat you out should i rat you out and you know rdc world no i feel like i've heard of them though
0: they uh you know they created the video hood olympics 3
1: yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah so basically there was like this event in there it's called basically you know they tested if this guy would rat out the other guy and then they would tempt them with like mcdonald's or something like that so you know just using that incentive it was kind of like a prisoner's dilemma because they would offer the deal to like multiple people at the same time
1: right and then you have to pick well is this reward like i guess in the, is mcdonald's more important McDonald's, than my McDonald's, friendship yeah.
0: with the other inmate
1: you know what i yeah, mean yeah so is, is mcdonald's more worth it than getting the other dude out scot-free with you or
0: mcdonald's
1: yeah or would you rather have the mcdonald's now and have that other dude get screwed over later it's I all that it's actually all happens, all happens you know what i mean I Dude, I don't know. It could. I don't know what tactics they use. But I mean, like. (laughs) You know, because they are eating all this
0: jail food, like, the whole time. And you see McDonald's, you're like, oh, I haven't had a Big Mac in, like, seven years.
1: Dude, they might. Honestly, if that's what the other person's into, if that's that's what they're into, if that's what influences them to tell the truth and get whatever happens that the police want or the interrogators want, then, you know, screw it.
0: (laughs) Worst yeah, Devin. actually, I forgot to uh, tell you this the other day. So I, I was like watching this lecture and it was a Yale University lecture about game theory that had been given in 2013. And it was really interesting because this professor had actually done like an experiment in class. So what he did actually was that he had these two volunteers come up to the stage and handed them two wet sponges. So it was basically a game and the rules of the game were really simple. So both contestants... They had to stand on end on the end of each side of the room. Each person had to throw the sponge and hit their opponent. If they hit their opponent, they won. But if they missed, the game would still go on. So they decided, if they decided not to throw, they would have to take a step in. So every single step they took, the more likely the contestant was to throw the sponge. So the game was all about strategy. It was all about that final critical decision. When would you throw the sponge? And of course, as they stepped, and they were debating with themselves. Oh my God, am I gonna throw the sponge? Am I? Is it too far? Am I gonna miss? If I miss, then I lose the game. So they kept stepping in and in from like forty feet away from each other to like ten feet. And then one guy decides, you know what? I feel like I'm close enough now. So he throws the sponge and misses. And that was his strategy. That was like his. That was his final critical decision. It came to that moment because it was like if and I was wait too late, then I lose. Yeah, exactly. And he Mm-hmm. And then the guy comes in, you know, he has to keep taking steps in because he's basically lost. He's basically been checkmated, if you want to make that analogy. And then the guy, the other guy comes up and just taps him with the sponge, and that was really it. Dumb. Did they win any
1: money? No, dude. It was a volunteer. Oh, That would have been kind of funny. You know what, actually, what if money on the line would have changed their decisions? What do you mean? Like, what if there was, like, $100? Like, let's say – the guy was like, the winner gets 100 bucks. And then what if the dude who threw the spine from like far away, what if he's like, oh, well, you know, maybe, maybe he was just thinking like, oh, it's a volunteer study. He can just kind of like we'll do whatever. But what if, if there's 100 bucks on the line? Maybe he would have waited until he was closer to throw it. I don't know. Yeah.
0: He was I, pretty close though. He was just bad aim, dude. It was just a
1: bad throw. <laughs> but I feel like if he can't hit it from then, then from there, then he probably knows that like he's better off coming in a little bit closer. And maybe the money would motivate him to do that.
0: Yeah, actually, that's really interesting because I took my SAT the other week and on one of the reading passages, there was this there was two research studies discussed. One of them studies was about a charitable donation. So it basically had the variable here that the donors, the people who were donating the money to the specific charity, they would make a dollar back for every single five dollars they donated. However, you know what could be clearly seen as an incentive for these donors to donate, it was it was not seen to these donors as that way. They they saw it as less sincere. So what ended up happening is that they donated less money and they were they were less inclined to donate to that specific charity because of this incentive that they were they did not like at all. And in the second research study the 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 extra dollar, like when you donated the five dollars, it went to another charitable organization, something that would benefit that organization and benefit the people that that organization was trying to help. So what the research studies saw was that the second research study, the one where you were donating and the, the extra dollar went to the to the one that was to, to the other nonprofit organization that. That charity, that all those donations—there were so many more donations that went to that second charity because of this one variable change, this one incentive change that made the second research study seem more sincere.
1: All psychology.
0: Yeah, that's
1: that's just pure psychology, really. I mean, because they make the donation seem sincere, and then if you let's say you donate 80 bucks and then you get money back well you're getting money back but you know you're also donating more money too it's kind of like when they have sales at stores it's like buy one get one free well are you or no like buy two get one free well are you gonna are you are you gonna buy two anyways are you gonna spend more money to save some money and get better value for your money or are you just gonna not spend any money
0: well, I feel like something like that—that that would just be because the person would feel more utility in doing so. Like, let's say someone buys a pizza, and the uh, like, let's say it's Domino's or something. So, like, let's say you buy two large pies, you get a free two-liter bottle of Coke or something like that. Then people would feel like, oh my God, I'd get so much more utility if I bought the two pizzas so I could get the free liter of Coke. Hmm. Because it's all psychology behind it, because like they're playing with people's emotions. Basically, it's like. For example, let's say someone uh, offers a free app on the app store and offers in app purchases, people gain utility from buying that in app purchase, and that's exactly what the app designers and marketers are trying to do with the app.
1: Yeah, but what would would, do you think they could gain utility just by not spending the extra money?
0: Well, they could gain utility, but, but I, I feel, feel like, like, yeah, it yeah would no, not you know, you what? much.
1: Yeah, and no, in that situation, it makes sense though. I feel like you're right, it's like you're getting something free too. Basically, like if you were getting pizza, then you're getting a like a bottle of soda that goes with your pizza. That kind of makes mm-hmm. sense to spend the extra money because you're getting more for your. Yeah. You're getting more for your dollar, basically.
0: It's like if uh, T-Mobile, for example, offers a free phone. And who doesn't like buy free a stuff? Uh, like, like what?
1: And like who doesn't like free stuff? It's pretty exactly. much free. It's like it's not necessarily free to you, but like mm-hmm. sort of. You know if I mean?
0: T-Mobile were to offer you a free phone, and but you but the the this here's like the catch you have to buy a whole year's worth of line, I think that's what it's called, right? Sure, <laughs> I forgot the name, but yeah, I I feel like it's the same concept because everyone loves the free stuff; they feel like it brings them more utility, more happiness. So
1: that's I mean, kind of yeah, it's all about you know utility psychology who's gonna benefit from it what what are the costs what are the opportunity costs all that is what's weighing in a person's mind when they choose to make a decision it, everything it seems like everything is a gamble in a way you know what i mean and it's eh, i don't know a gamble like you know getting i wouldn't say it's a gamble I would say everything involve some level of like- well you like let's say you know just
0: bring up the t-mobile example again like what if Verizon offers something better you know it's all about the competition the gamble like what kind of deal you're gonna offer is it going to be better than the other company is it gonna be better than that other firm or is it do you, do you just go through with this because there's so many variables in play in real life you know what I mean it's not like you can make life other things equal basically just saying that only two variables are going to change the others don't that's how life is
1: yeah hmm so sure. for example, i mean there, yeah. there's always unlimited like there's always unlimited factors that are always gonna go gonna, you know gonna go into it
0: mm-hmm. so google is in charge of samsung right
1: i don't know i think it
0: is uh, actually i think it is but let's say these two firms are competing against each other it's google and apple and They're competing to perfect this new technology and they're competing in the market for cell phones, of course. So Apple is working on this new software and Google is also working on this new software and they have to decide when are they going to launch the software? So basically, as I said before, every single decision you make in life has tradeoffs and opportunity costs. So if the company here were to launch the software too early before it was perfected, Then there will be problems with it, and you would not even get a second chance because all the consumers are going to say, hey, I don't even trust those guys anymore. They made a mistake. I'm not trusting them. I'm going to turn to the other company. And honestly, I've seen that in my own experiences too because I'm currently building an app, and I feel like if I were to launch it like in October or something, then people are not going to download it. It's not going to succeed. It's just going to be a dead app on the app store like so many other apps are. It's all about timing. Exactly. So, But if you launch it too late then the other firm would have launched already and they would end up controlling the market. Because if you think about it, Google and Apple are basically the uh, front runners of the industry. So,
1: I mean, yeah. And then maybe some like, how do I explain this? I mean, yeah, you, you really just have to choose optimal timing. I mean, that's really all that it kind of comes down to in a certain sense. I mean, especially if like, you know, you have a direct competitor, you have to, all, I mean, besides just obviously saying that your app is better, you have to, how do I explain it's Like, Okay, so when we're filming this episode, right, Drake and Kanye's albums both dropped. And how do I want to, I like, I know what I want to say, but like, I don't really know how to explain it. What, what is the point you're trying to get at? Like, timing is everything when it comes to doing something like that. But I feel like that oh, really yeah, weird. I know what you mean. It was
0: so stupid to me
1: because I heard Donda
0: dropped, on a Sunday, and then Drake's album dropped on a Friday, and because Kanye's album dropped on a Sunday, he got so many like it's, like fewer views because it dropped on a Sunday.
1: Okay, here wait, I got, I gotta say, was ready? All right, so like for example, right with Kanye's album, him delaying it two three times, I feel like made people less incentivized, and then also him delaying it. No,
0: I would not say that at all. No, because
1: no, but see, think about it, okay. It kind of reduce, it kind of reduces plays because people had so many people had, had already listened to the full album like weeks ago no because, no 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 yeah, yeah because Dude, it, was it broke
0: all records it yeah, broke, no, it listening still broke records, record
1: right. yeah but it was most like most parts of the album were already leaked from like a couple of weeks ago yeah but it was like people, the most
0: stream album first week ever in history apparently so yeah I it was still agree.
1: stream but I'm saying like he could have he could have had even more people stream it if he had just released it the first day that way there would have been no leaks and people would have been more incentivized to go and listen to his album first on Spotify. Well, did you, do you,
0: do you, like, you follow rap? I know you do. So basically, every single time, you know, everyone would be making jokes like, oh, uh, I don't, someone launched into space before Donda dropped. You know, they were making like comments like that. So basically, it made people more aware of Donda, it made everyone know more about it. So, i see it as a marketing strategy actually that he released it at a later time
1: no no no, because see everybody already knew that donda was coming out everybody already knew that not and everyone feel- no not everyone yeah, i feel like also people people who listen to donda before like people who listen to donda like as in like they listen to the leaks and everything before that Kanye officially dropped the album they would have been less in- less incentivized to go listen to it the first day it came out whereas if nobody had any leaks or any idea like of all, most of the songs that will be on the album, people would have listened to it first day it came out. But because people had leaks and everything, they were like, oh, well, you know, I don't need to listen to it the first day that it comes out. Maybe not even the second day that it comes out because I already have heard most of the songs that are on here anyways. You know what I mean? Yeah, but
0: on the other end of the spectrum, though, the same urgency. a lot of people were talking about Donda. A lot of people were just talking about, oh, like, oh my God, when is this guy going to drop? He's he, he delayed it by so long, you know? And it gets people that are not really into his music, they, it gets them thinking. It's like, you know, I, I've never really listened to this guy, but the amount that people are hyping this guy up, you know, I want to check this album out. And that's why it broke records, in my opinion.
1: Maybe. But see, who knows? It could have been a blessing and a curse. Well, that's why there's trade-offs and opportunity
0: cost every single decision you make, right, Devin?
1: Exactly. Look at that point right there.
0: That is, that is like, a great way to close that segment. Isn't it, audience? Isn't it? exactly uh, no one's reacting but you know that's all good
1: i mean then we thought we have live reactions. Maybe, maybe we should live we should really do a live podcast. we should live we should do one live one time
0: yeah that seems interesting hey.
1: <laughs> okay wait if you made it to this point in the episode <laughs> drop us a comment or no dm us on instagram should we do should we do one live if you made it at this point in the episode then you would really care i feel like yes
0: Exactly. I feel like game theory is such an interesting concept,
1: you know? It's just, it's so... There's so many different possibilities and, like, different ways that things could go. It's so...
0: It's just it's very intricate. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's unique. It's
1: out there. Very, it's so, yeah, it's so unique. There's, there's so many different things that could happen, so many different outcomes and possibilities, and you do this and this and like it's, it's very interesting. Very very interesting that there's a whole science behind this.
0: I feel like it applies to nearly everything. Like it applies to war as well, you know.
1: Yeah, it really does. It's uh, it,
0: you ever watched like all these like World War II movies and things like that, like uh, Hacksaw Ridge or like Dunkirk or, you know, just Saving Private Ryan, something like that.
1: I've seen clips. I think.
0: Yeah. So in every single one of those movies, there just talking about a specific strategy they're going to use. Like, how are, how are they going to do this? How are they going to do that? Because they got to think of like what their opponent is doing. Like you ever watch money heist? No. Yeah. So basically in that there's this guy named the professor. He thought, so to pull off the biggest heist in history, he had to think things through. He had to think about, Oh, is the, how are the police going to think this? If I put this here, if I lead them to these clues, if I lead them to this dead end, and then I got to think of a way around that. So it was just a bunch of strategy. It was, it was so much game theory in that process because you were thinking, what are they gonna do, and what can I do to basically surpass them? It's, it's like you're in a court and the prosecution's saying, oh yeah, I'm gonna do this, and then but the defense has already thought they're going to say that, and they figured out a way to counter that and get around it. you know what I'm trying to say?
1: Yeah. No, I do. I do. I do. Yeah, yeah, there's just a lot of different ways that it can go, to be honest. I mean, you know, there's obviously not going to be examples for everything, but...
0: So, I hope you enjoyed that episode. That was episode 34, Game Theory Explained. We have another episode coming out next week, and I think episode 36 is also going to go out next week. That the titles of those episodes are "Shortest Recession Ever," where we're going to talk about the economy all throughout 2020. You know, quarter two GDP downfall, quarter three GDP recovery, things like that. And episode 36 will be "Macroeconomics Uncovered," where we will where we will go really into depth with monetary and fiscal policy, So, hope you enjoyed that episode, and if you enjoyed that episode, please make sure to check out episodes one through 33. we really appreciate it. And if you're looking for a place to gain some experience in the business world or anything like that, then you should check out our Instagram. We have, and click the link in our bio. We have a bunch of applications and we're like hiring a team right now. We got around over 10 people at the moment and we're looking to expand that team. So if you're interested, please join. Thank you.